All right, guys, welcome to episode four of The Battery. Um, this week, we're going to change up a little bit. It's just going to be Diggs and I. So yes. bear with us. We'll, uh, we'll do our best to keep you entertained. And um, this week, we're kind of going to talk a little bit more about our personal growth as uh, young uh, small business or entrepreneurship, and then also go into kind of athlete mindset and, and kind of how it all intertwines into um, basically well, very similar aspects of, of life and, and things like that. So it should be an exciting podcast and, and we'll have some good, good discussion for you. You consider yourself young. Yeah, I'm not 30 yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh, sorry, sorry. My friend here is not, a, not, a, not even in his 20s yet. So he's uh, on that I'm the old person train. <laughs> <laughs> so Deeks, how are you going this week, mate? What's been going on? How's, uh, how's life at your end? Oh, yeah, life's pretty good at the moment, actually. Um, getting used to just being at home and learning some stuff at home. Um, it's been pretty good. Yeah. How about you? Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, no, it's good. So, yeah, like you, yeah, I've taken this time um, to kind of educate myself a bit more and, and learn some new things. And I'm really diving into uh, youth, uh, youth fitness and youth health and youth performance. And, and I kind of want to shift uh body engineering more into uh more into that sort of line i think you know it's kind of excited me to to go down this path and, and kind of educate people how to be healthy for their whole life and then also help the athletes that are coming along too so that's that's been exciting for me mm. um how how have you found the beginning of you know obviously you just left school you've started your media business but you're People also may not know that you also run a, a smaller e-commerce sort of thing as well. So uh, how is that all going and, and what difficulties have you come up with and, and advice you'd like to give people? Oh, it's been great. Like <clears throat> before graduating, um, everyone's telling me that I should go to university and study and all that traditional kind of stuff. But it made me like doubt myself a bit. Like it might, it's what what I'm wanting to do in my life, like the right choice. But looking back now, I'm pretty happy with the way things are going. Um, <clears throat> just taking a slow, steady route, really. Um, yeah, I've got the media business. That's going, oh, obviously nothing's happening right now. Because everything's closed, but been learning heaps recently just from YouTube, books, the past two months because all this time at home gives you so much time to learn. So, and oh yeah, yeah, I think I think that's a good point. Hey, eh? you um, you can either dwell on being stuck at home, or you can find this time to make yourself better and personally develop and and things like that. So that's interesting. Um, you have chosen a bit of a different route than most, so it's kind of kind of cool to see you grow and and see how passionate you are about what you do and. And it's kind of all come along in the last six months, right? Like you've got, you know, you've done a, a high school, you did a wedding, you have another wedding when, you know, all this stuff's gone and, and stuff like that. And you've, yeah. you know, you've done a bunch of stuff for me and it's awesome because it really helps, helps me promote um, what I do and, and the things that I like to do too. So, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've got the, 
website developing that at the moment. It's taking some time now. Going to do a bit of a, a remodel, I guess, for my business, for what I'm all about. Um, because recently I've started to, to get my love again for photography just from watching YouTube guys and because I found <clears throat> like a lot of photos on Instagram and that are quite like unrealistic. Like they're just not like that creative anymore. And just seeing every different photographer possible on there, I was kind of losing like my love for photography a bit and was more on the side of like videos and filmmaking. But yeah, during this time recently, I've gotten that love back, which I'm pretty excited about to go out and shoot some places or weddings in the future. So future's pretty bright, I reckon. <laughs> That's how I yeah, see it. Yeah, I think so too, man. Um, you said something interesting to me yesterday. We, we were working out yesterday together and, and you were telling me about uh, the book you were reading and, and you were um, talking to me about things that are, are you don't see as detriments to your life, but they actually are. Um, yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Oh, okay. So I'm reading Tony Robbins' um, Awaken the Giant Within at the moment. It's a really good book. Highly recommend it. But one of the big lessons I've learned from it is that like we as a human being, we, we want to experience more pleasure and get rid of pain from our lives. But like we have short-term problems or short-term pleasures that lead to long-term pains. Like for example, um, alcohol, like being an alcoholic, like in the short term, like it's great, you know, having a good time. <laughs> but in the in the long term, it <laughs> I don't think alcoholism is great in the short run. It's fun to drink. I think that's a better way to say it. Fun to drink. Yeah. Um, wrong words there, but anyway. <laughs> but in the long term, it can lead to real significant problems, like mentally and even physically, become obese, fat, you name it. And changing the shift from those pleasures that you know deep down aren't good for you. I think the best way, what um, Tony Robbins say, says a lot is this thing called NAC. It's called Neuro Association Conditioning. It pretty much means you've got to find an alternative to that, that pleasure you think is a pleasure, but it's really a pain. You've got to find like a positive alternative. So just an example would be, uh, watching educational videos on YouTube or reading a book, like something that helps you out. And it's like got to do with the neurons and that in your brain that associate like going from the bad to the good. Um, and change can be instant too. That's what I've found too. But yeah, yeah so that, that's, that's good. I think, well, like, I feel like what you're trying to say is instead of watching some vlogger talk about, you know, what clothes they're going to wear on the weekend and what they're doing in their personal life, you watch find that time on YouTube to, to watch something to learn about, you know, what you're passionate about and what you think your life's going to be directed towards and your skill set. Yeah. Is that, am I correct? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, sweet. Yeah. Awesome. We were saying yesterday, um, Oh, I just forgot what I was going to say. Um, anyway. <laughs> no, you made a good comparison with um, 
you were talking about it yesterday with uh, social media by, um, you know, you had all these, all these entrepreneurs and, and stuff you were following on, on Instagram yeah. and, you know, Gary V's got this thing and someone else has got this and they all have these ideas and they can also clash with each other. And where you were saying that your brain was just getting overloaded with information from all this sort of stuff rather than being real specific and what you wanted to learn for this month. And, you know, you made a good point and it, and it taught me something about, about that too, is really focusing in and diving in on specific stuff for two, three, four weeks at a time rather than being a general learning general information where a lot of it's the same. A lot of it can clash as well. So yeah. I thought that was an awesome point that you brought up too. And I, I'd love that. That was awesome. Um, For sure. Yeah. It's, it's good to get the general like idea at the start, like trying to find the right people. But over time, like you kind of realize who's legitimate on social media and who's not. And mm-hmm. like, I think I've heard enough of Gary V's motivational talks now. Like I, I kind of get the gist of what he's all about now, you know, like, so it's like, it's time for me to focus on right. another like life coach. I guess that can help me out. Like, right. And he's probably not also your personality type anyway. Right. No, like exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's a real important um, thing to take away as well Is like find someone that you can, relate to find someone that you know that that suits you because we were talking about it yesterday it's like you, you can't your brain doesn't function the way he does and i think this information is awesome but it's also a way to um get it to work for you personally and looking at that from a sport and um athletic point of view there's so many coaches out there talking about this that and the other but i think really honing down on a coach that really gets you and really cares for you and really wants the best for you. I think that's what I've found has given me the most success with when I've, you know, invested time in with a coach that's to help me say was real specific with, you know, there was a PEH used to help me with my catching. Um, And he was my club coach and he was, you know, a coach for me, but we really honed it on catching and that's what propelled me to be a better catcher. I focused on that one specific skill, the skill set of catching, and it really propelled me forward in my career, made me a, a pretty good defensive catcher. Yeah. Um, and we were talking about yesterday, like um, you're working with Scotty Porter at the moment with your med ball throws, right? Yeah. And you're sending him videos and, and doing that sort of stuff more online, and then you actually did a session with him and bang straight away he was like oh let's do this and it really really helped you right yeah for sure that session that what i did with him on like last week that was like probably like a month or two improvement if i tried to figure that out by myself that easily taken me at least months to figure out if i'd even figured it out so it does help having that that mentor in your life like with hmm. catching and pitching every aspect in your life really they don't have to be like one-on-one. You can find them on the internet, books. There's heaps of places you can find it. Like, Yeah, there's, there's a million outlets now. I yeah. mean, and it all depends on how you learn. Like I'm a really visual, visual and very, you know, contact, talking, seeing what happens, people telling me to different cues and stuff like that. And that's how I learn. Yeah. You know, someone who's a very audio learner probably could do 
um, online sending videos and going, hey, this is, this is how you're doing, or someone who's a mixture of both can really, really benefit from that. Um, you also made a good point yesterday where we were talking about it's more of an investment in something that you want to be good at rather than seeing it as, oh, he's, how, he's, he's coaching me. And I, I think that's a real, a really good way to look at it. Rather, oh, I'm investing in somebody to make me better for the future, yeah. rather than I'm getting I'm getting coached to be good now. You know, especially for kids. Yeah, because I used to train at an acceleration on the Gold Coast, mm-hmm. here, and one problem I found there. Like, a very good organization or app, don't get me wrong, they've helped me out so much. But I found with the other clients that were my age, so I did it when I was around, I think between 12 to 15, maybe even yep. longer. But all the clients around that age, it seemed like they didn't really want to be there. And it was, it's You mean the other athletes in the program? Yeah, the other athletes in the program, yeah. like it was because of their parents or stuff like that. You can tell the coaches there overall pretty well experienced, but you can see some frustrations within them working with simply kids who don't want to be there. Um, it's going to go both ways. So it's the investment for like youth athletes, like it's their parents making a financial investment, but as the, the youth athlete yourself, you've got to invest in yourself to actually put in the work, you know, Oh, he's not going to see right out of it. You're just wasting your parents' money today. Yeah, that's also. I've been watching the Michael Jordan um, yeah. documentary series on Netflix. Lost and, and this is actually a subject that he he kind of brought up. Not uh, inadvertently was talking about him being a leader and him being you know, people not really liking him, but him also sacrificing the time and the effort. And you know, he would rather. I'm sure he would rather go out and play golf and you know, go play cards and, and those sort of things. But yeah. him as a leader, nobody on his team could come to him and say, oh, you know, Michael's, you know, Michael just tells me to do stuff. It's like, no, Michael Jordan's doing it. He's in the gym, you know, doing all this sort of stuff. And then he's hard on me. Okay, well, I need to make the adjustment to be like Mike. Yeah. Type of thing. Yeah. And I, I found that awesome. And his teammates kind of didn't, from the you know what I get from that is teammates didn't really like him when he was playing, but they yeah. respected him. And so he better. was, <laughs> yeah. This is yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he he did put in the work. Like I still find it fascinating how he got cut from his high school team as like a sophomore or something, something like that, like freshman or something. Yeah, yeah it's still like he's pretty young, but for him to get cut from a high school team to be most likely. The greatest player of all time. That's just—it's crazy. <laughs> like, yeah, it's he has an to- amazing story, really. Um, and like they were talking about when he was uh, filming Space Jam, um, and he had an entire basketball court, weight room facility, and brought his personal coach in um, each day for to work him out during the off season. So, like he was saying, he would film from seven to like three or four in the afternoon sort of thing. Then he'll get, have a two hour break in the day and that's where he would lift, you know, get his strength work in and stuff like that. Go home, rest, blah, blah, blah. Come back at about seven and then they'll play pickup games against all the other, you know, all stars and up and coming 
guys that were in LA until you know 11, 12 at night, and you know then get up the next day and, and film six days a week. So that that's impressive, and that shows to me that he was willing to invest time, willing to to sacrifice things that other people weren't willing to sacrifice. And I guess that's a major point that I'm, I'm trying to get to is here is investment in, there's not always monetary. You can yeah. invest in your time, your effort. You can invest in things that are stuff that don't seem really big at the moment, but in future, they're massive, massive, yeah. massive, massive things. Yeah. Yeah, always. Um, what What do you think sports taught you about being a, um, you know, a business person and and, and into your uh, other other half of your life? What do you think? Um, good question. Um, it's probably the biggest thing I take out of it is dedication. Mm-hmm. Showing up when you don't necessarily want to show up. You know, there's there's quite a few trainings. I think you personally. Too, like you just don't want to be there that day you know but you always turn up trying to improve mm. um, dedication it's it can take that into working a job you don't like you know like oh yeah there's there's playing trainings and also coaching sessions that i necessarily don't really want to be there yeah. like uh, to be honest probably 20 percent of them are that yeah you're just like uh, I'm not feeling it today. I woke up on the wrong side of bed. I'm sore. I'm stiff. My mind's not in. I've been working all day. Now I have to go coach and you know stuff like that. But other people are counting on you, right? Like your teammates are counting on you. Yeah. If you come in there and don't do the work, then it shows everybody else that they don't have to do the work. Yeah. You know, you don't have to say it. It's just the vibe you give off. And I've, you know, when you're coaching and I've had sessions where I haven't put in the best effort. I remember I was younger. I was probably around your age. Um, you know, 18, 19 sort of thing. And I, I came back from Adelaide and there was a training session that I was coaching Gold Coast team and I wasn't really into it and I wasn't really there for the reasons I should have been. I was just there to be there type yeah. of thing. And then um, someone pulled me up on it and I was like, oh, wow, okay, that's a good lesson for me is I have to be on all the time. I have to be there. If I'm there, I'm there. Might as well not come if I'm not there. You yeah. know, that's especially if you're coaching or if you're a better player on a team where, you know, a lot of you guys who are listening are probably better on better players on the team or, or the topper topper echelon of the team. And you know, your your vibe and your effort that you give off feeds down to everyone. Yeah. It's not necessarily like just talking to other people too. It's it's mainly your actions. Like most common yeah. Most common saying in the book, actions speak louder than words. And it's true. Like, it's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the best teammates I've had, they've probably hardly any, ever said anything, but I can see they're always there each session trying their hardest, you know, and you respect them for it, you know. Mm. Like everyone knows who's good or not. You don't have to say it. Like, yeah. That's players that always say how good they are and that just, just get on my nerves, man. It's like, we get it like we can see it you know like just move on just let let your pitching or hitting do the talking you know just right <laughs> and i think and i've kind of got this thing where you know most athletes that i've been around are all good ones or all 
anyone who's been, I've played with them, playing professionally or at college, or even the better, better guys around the club, local sort of scene is everyone has an ego to them. Yeah. You, oh, can't, yeah. Not, you can't not be good and not have an ego yeah. or not be confident in yourself. It's just when you're overconfident and overzealous and stuff like that, it, people can see through it. Yeah. People see through the fakeness and see through the, um, you know, the, oh, I'm just better because, you know, it's like, no, show me you're better. Yeah. Like, my mom always says there's a difference between confidence and cockiness. And mm. she's, like, she's like the one in between swag. <laughs> <laughs> Mum's a wise lady, Deeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, uh, if I'm like, oh, I should say some stuff after a game or something. She'd be like, oh, you had some swag today. This is when I was like way younger. I'm like, oh, thanks, mum. Like, <laughs> thanks for the thanks for the compliment of swag, mum. <laughs> That's funny. And look, I shit. I I know I can be a prickly person when I play, and I've butted heads with people and and stuff like that. And, and you play with me. Like, I'm not. Sometimes I'm not the politest person, but. <laughs> The only reason why I'm saying the things I do is, is because I want I want you to be better. I expect the best out of my teammates. I expect the best out of me. And I expect the best out of you. And that's what pisses me off is or gets me frustrated is you're not giving effort. You're not give, doing things to to move forward in, on that day. You know, it really bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Everyone's got a teammate like that. Everyone's got a teammate that's, you're like, damn, dude, like, just, just put in the effort. You're good. Just put in the effort. <laughs> Show everybody that you're better than them. Stop like, saying, I've had conversations. Stop saying you're putting in the effort, dude. Just, just do it, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> same Absolutely. For, it's the same for work, too. Like, well, mm-hmm. Apple, everyone at work is pretty cool. Like, but, Let's just say I work at a restaurant, right? And let's just say another person at the front of house, they keep saying how like they're the best waitress or waiter ever, you know, like serve food so good. And then all they do is like just go on their phone, you know, during yeah. it. That, that pissed me off, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> it's like it, what we're talking about in baseball here, you can pretty much put it into any aspect of your life, but yeah as people oh i've taken so much so much positive things out of playing and and being you know being involved with team sports and and sport in general is that i can apply to my you know life outside of sport being punctual being respectful being you know dedicated and working hard and, and all those sort of things i think are massive massive things that you know people don't really understand that that they've been taught that until they you get outside and you see people that haven't had that exposure to you know being driven and being you know expected to be good and expected to work hard and and that sort of stuff you know it's all it's all experience really like you can't fault people that have never been in that situation and have never had expectations on them it's something within you that drives you to be successful yeah for sure 